Hallelujah. And Father, we are met together, one place, one heart, one mind. And God, we, we stand. The church has been repenting, God, from one coast to the other. The church has been asking you that you would apply your blood to all of the sins that we're conscious of and unconscious of. And God, on the basis of that blood, we come against any authority, any access that the enemy has. We come against, God, any legal right that he may have claimed. And we ask that by the power of the blood, any legal right to come against the church and the forward move of the church, God, would be canceled. We pray that all of his works and all of his strategies would be unraveled. And we pray that, God, you would rebuke him by your power and by your name. And we are asking, Father, that the church would maintain a freedom to operate, to be able to operate, God, uh, peacefully and quietly, but powerfully. So, God, we do not want to be, God, the same anemic, unpowerful church. We're asking today, fulfill your word. Pour out your spirit. Pour out your fire upon this church and upon your church across this land so that, God, there would not only be freedom, but there would be empowerment and mobilization in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right, I feel like I'm on Facebook Live and all the little hearts and smiles and whatnot are flying up on the screen. Hallelujah. So we're gonna we're going to uh, we're gonna go to the scripture that's fitting for today, which is from Acts chapter two. If you brought your Bibles or your cell phones, you should be able to track with me. And we're just going to take a few minutes here. But the reason why I had us come together this morning was because it's the day of Pentecost. And the scripture says, and when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were with one accord in one place. And so we automatically recognize that uh, Jesus had been crucified on the cross, buried for three days. He was raised from the dead for 40 days he showed himself with an unfa- infallible proofs to his disciples that he was indeed risen from the dead. And then there was the one day that he gathered them together and he, he ascended into heaven. And the angels appeared and said, uh, why stand you gazing into heaven? Hey, he's going to come again in like manner as you have seen him go. But Jesus had already told his disciples that they were commissioned to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, to make disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe all things that Jesus had commanded, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so they were commissioned to go, but he said, don't go yet. He says, wait into Jerusalem until you be endowed with power from on high, okay? because you will be clothed with power from on high not many days from now. And so they had gone to Jerusalem and they had spent time in the upper room waiting and praying and talking with one another. And and it says, And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord and one in place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues of fire. One sat upon each of them, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. 
Now we know what happens from there. There's a sound that's heard throughout the city. And so crowds begin to gather. And those crowds were from all of the nations and the regions around Jerusalem. Okay, Jews that were gathering for the feast of Passover. And they were all there. And the feast of Pentecost. And they were all there in that one place. From all kinds of nations, from all kinds of tongues, but as the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit and they were speaking in a heavenly language, those people began to hear a message being spoken in their own tongue, in their own language. They began to hear what the disciples were proclaiming about the glory of God and the glory of Jesus Christ. They began to hear that and they couldn't understand it. Why, why are these people, these these people who don't know this language, how come they are able to speak in a way that communicates to us in our own language and in our own tongue? And so their question was, what can this mean? What, what, whatever does this mean? Okay, There's an absolute sign and wonder that's going on. What does this mean? And so Peter stands up and he's filled with the Holy Ghost and he explains to them, and we know the message that he gave to them, he said, okay, you listen, listen to what it is that I'm saying. These, these are not drunk, as some people are speculating. They have been filled with the Holy Ghost. And then he refers them to the prophecy in Joel that says, in the last days, God would pour out his Spirit. He would pour out his Spirit on their sons and their daughters, and they would prophesy. He would pour out his spirit on the young men and they would see visions. He would pour out his spirit on the old men and they would see dreams. Okay? He would pour out his spirit on the men servant and on the maid servants. He would pour out his spirit on all flesh and they would prophesy. He would show wonders in the heavens above and in the earth beneath. Okay? It would be a time, okay, uh, it would it would be a time of, of global up upheaval. Okay, but he says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And then he goes on to tell them, you know about Jesus. You know that he was a man approved by God because you saw the works. You saw the wonders and signs that he did. You know that he was approved of God. He was a man sent by God. And yet because of jealousy and envy, wicked men had him put forward to be crucified. And you rejected and you crucified the Lord of glory. But this was because of God's predetermined plan that his son would give his life for the redemption of Israel and for all mankind. And so he said, this, this Jesus who you crucified, God has raised from the dead. Because death was not able to hold him because this was the sinless Son of God and death had no legal right to hold him in the grave. And he said, God raised him from the dead. And this is something that David prophesied about when he said that you would not allow, uh, you, you would not leave my soul in Hades and you would not allow your Holy One to see corruption. And he said, David wasn't prophesying about himself. He wasn't talking about himself. David's in the grave. David's body is still in the grave. But he was speaking about his descendant, Jesus Christ. He was speaking about this anointed one that you crucified. And God did not allow him 
to stay in the grave. God did not allow his body to see corruption. God has raised Jesus from the dead. God has exalted Jesus to the right hand, to the throne of David, to the right hand of majesty on high. And what you see being poured out today is the promise of the Holy Spirit, promised by Joel, promised by the lips of Jesus himself. It is being poured out upon you. David did not ascend into the heavens, but Jesus Christ has ascended into the heavens. He is seated at the right hand. And according to Psalms chapter 2, it says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. And then he said to his audience, okay, Be it known to you that Jesus Christ, who you had crucified, God has exalted and made him both Lord and the anointed Christ. Okay? The outpouring of the Holy Spirit is a witness to the fact that Jesus Christ, who was crucified on the cross for our sins, was raised from the dead. Okay? The apostles gave witness to that. But the fact that the Holy Spirit was outpouring upon them okay, and, and was showing himself as a sign and a wonder upon them was to a witness to the fact that not only was Jesus raised from the dead, but he was exalted to the right hand of the Father. He is Lord of everyone's future and destiny. He is Lord over all the nations of the earth. And he is the one who has been exalted and anointed King. Okay? So this anointing is not Okay, about some kind of religious expression and some kind of supernatural ecstasy. This anointing came with a purpose. The purpose was go into all the world. The purpose was go and make disciples. The purpose was go and proclaim the gospel of the kingdom. The purpose was go and make witness, bold witness and powerful witness to the exalted King and Lord. Okay? The purpose of the Holy Spirit was not so that they would stay in the upper room and say, wow, that was a wonderful experience. Let's have another one. Oh, let's pray harder and see if we can't have another a coming of fire and a, another sound from heaven and, a, and another, another, uh, ec, uh, another manifestation of the Spirit. That was not the purpose of the Spirit coming. The purpose of the Spirit was not so that we would go out and build upper rooms for the Holy Spirit to come. The purpose of the Holy Spirit coming was to endue us with power so that we could go out. So I think it's very appropriate that today, on Pentecost Sunday, you're not in the building. This day that we are celebrating the coming of the Holy Spirit empowering, it's, it is completely appropriate that you are in vehicles representing your ministry and your calling. You are in vehicles representing your mobilization and your commissioning. The Holy Spirit was never meant for us to have some kind of a building where we could hold a crusade and we could gather around the next experience. The coming of the Holy Spirit was to empower and mobilize the church so that we would bring the message and the gospel of the kingdom. We pray often, your kingdom come, your will be done, and we quote over Canada the words, you will have dominion from sea to sea. 
That is not going to happen by any government that you elect. The only way he will have dominion from sea to sea is if he has rulership from heart to heart. And the only way that he's going to have rulership from heart to heart is if they hear the gospel of the kingdom and they bow their knee to Jesus Christ. And the only way that they're going to know that he's exalted and he's at the right hand of the Father is if we start walking in the anointing that we've been given and we get mobilized to go and make disciples and we actually commit ourselves to the commission that this anointing was for. Hallelujah! Church, you know the Holy Spirit. You know how to hear from Him. You know how to be led by Him. You know how to receive His power, and you know how to walk in obedience to Him. Maybe you have not yet seen the full outpouring and the full manifestation and the full release of His gifts in His life. But He didn't say, Wait until you see that before you begin to walk in obedience to my commission. He has already poured out the Holy Spirit. He will go with us. He said, Lo, I will be with you always, even to the ends of the earth. He did say if two or three of us gather together in his name, he will be there in the midst. But he also promised if we go, he'll be with us. We don't have to come and gather to have his presence. We can have his presence in the going. And he said, he will be with us even to the ends of the earth. Church, we're called to go. And there is a prophetic word that's going out over the nations that somehow this Passover holds a significance. Somehow this Passover has Something to do with the church coming together as the people of God and rising up under the protection of the blood, coming out from the world, becoming separate from the world, breaking our allegiance. Oh, my goodness. Okay, John the Baptist prophesied about Jesus. He said, okay, he said, I am not the Christ. There is one that's coming after me. I'm not even worthy to tie his shoes this one that's coming after me will not just baptize you in water of repentance. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Let me tell you this. The Holy Spirit comes to empower you. The fire comes to release you and burn up within you everything that would hold you back. He said his winnowing fork is in his hand. And he is going to, per he is going to completely separate the chaff from the wheat. All that is of the world, all that is of the flesh, all that is earthly within you must be burned by the fire so that you will be caught up and consumed in the love of God. His love would burn like a passion within your heart so that you would be mobilized. So the receiving of power would not be simply to play with gifts within the walls of a playground, but it would be to go out and to do the work and the calling and the commissioning of Jesus Christ. He has poured out his spirit in this day, 
In this day, there is a fresh announcement of outpouring. In this day, the prophets are saying, not only was this Pentecost, not only was this Passover significant, but this Pentecost day is significant. There is an expectation all of the world of a fresh outpouring of the Spirit and a fresh outpouring of His fire. I want you to have that expectation in your heart so that you receive it. It is yours. We're going to pray. I've never preached from a roof before, but it feels good. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father, we stand under the mantle of the prophetic words, the prophets who are being raised up in our day, who are declaring that this is a season of change and of transition. It is a season of empowering and mobilization. It is a season of going and of harvesting. We stand under the mantle of the apostles and the prophets, and we ask that in this day we would be recipients of this outpouring and this fire. Lord, you have spoken over this house. As small as it might seem, you have said that this house has the ability to tap something deep, and up out of it will erupt a geyser of water and fire. Up out of it will flow streams of revival, fire, and anointing. Lord, today we declare we're in this parking lot, but God, we are not restricted. What has restricted us is our fears. What has restricted us is our unbelief. What has restricted us is, is God, our complacency and our apathy. What has restricted us is our affections. But God, today we're saying, pour out your fire. God, it's not COVID-19 that restricts us. We were strict, restricted long before COVID-19. It's the walls we place around us that restrict us. But we pray now, come with your fire. Come with your anointing. Anoint us today so that, God, we would no longer be restricted by that which has restricted us. But, God, we would be mobilized. And, God, we would be empowered. And, God, we would be bold. We receive that from you now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah.